right, everybody. Hello and welcome back to the motherfucking. We still burning. We still touching the goddamn city. Hottest podcast on the block. You already know what it is. Episode sixteen. I put it in the title of this, not this clip, uh, uh, of the session that we have. Episode sixteen, aka the Pal Gasol episode, because he wore sixteen. Mm-hmm. We taking it back to the Pal uh, Vancouver day. No, when they traded him. Didn't they trade him when he first got drafted or he played a few years and then got traded for him? Didn't him and his brother get traded for each other? Um, yeah, they got traded for each other. I actually forgot where he... I know he started off, what, on Memphis, right? Yeah. So him and his brother got started. Where did his brother start at? I forgot where uh, um, I think didn't his... started on. Uh... Shit, I got to actually look that up now. No, <laughs> where the fuck was <laughs> Yeah. Where did he get traded from? Like, was he... <laughs> no way, right? No. Nah. Uh, oh, shit, 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 shit. Marcus Memphis. He oh, was drafted was by the was Lakers. He, maybe he was drafted. That, that obviously made sense here because I was just looking at his season and he started with Memphis. So he probably was taken by the Lakers and, and traded in a pick for, yep. for Paul Gasol. That's dope, actually. That's dope. Shit. That's crazy. You're getting traded for your brother like you and your brother have equal value. Yeah. <laughs> now, Powell was a monster back then on the Memphis days. What? Yo, oh, my God. But, yes. And then he took that shit to the Lakers. <laughs> you already know what it is. It's, it's, it's your boy, Max Mercury. And, of course, I'm joined by the good brother, the always social, uh, socially consensible person I know. Please introduce yourself. You already know, man. Your boy, Twin4K, Tenny. You know, just back in the flesh. Happy to be alive. You know, just thankful on this, uh, you know, beautiful, beautiful evening in the summertime. You know, it's... Uh, the sun isn't up, you know what I'm saying? When the sun isn't up, the warmth is all right. It's not too, too bad, you know what I mean? You might yeah. have like a little bit of AC running with the fan in the background. You know, you're feeling nice and chill. It's a nice, beautiful summertime um, evening, but, you know, uh, yeah, bro, bro, I'm, I'm I'm happy to be here, and, uh, you know, I'm just ready to get into my potting bag, you already know. Let's get into it. Um, How was your week? Uh, You know, it was low-key. Low-key for the most part, honestly, until the weekend. I fucking broke every single rule imaginable, no one who I am, but, uh, you know, my week otherwise was low-key. Uh, I found myself um, just at home, really at home. Um, I actually worked from home, I think, the entire week. I think I might have went in maybe one day the entire week on Thursday okay. uh, just to do a little bit of uh, just in-office physical work, but other than that, uh, I was able to chill from home for the most part. Uh, a lot of more car maintenance. It's kind of just that period in time, kind of getting off my ass, using it to get physical again. Unfortunately, you know, these gyms aren't open, so, you know, you have to find anything you can, anything that inspires you to uh, somewhat get physical. So whether it's me getting my ass up to walk my dog or, you know, getting under the car to uh, do some work or, you know, cleaning things up, uh, I was doing a lot of that this week. Uh, so that was fun. Um, but yeah, and then I mean, what led that right into the weekend? Uh, Tune Day. I actually, actually guess I'll go ahead and lead with that. But uh, Tune Day okay. went ahead and um, he actually got into med school recently. Big I don't shout even know out, Tune. Big shout out, Tune. Yeah, he got into med school, so that was pretty crazy. Like, I mean, you know, obviously, just you know that feet in itself was just like oh my god like you know we we got to turn up we got to do something because it, you know he actually is leaving very very shortly sometime within three weeks i don't want to be too too specific about all his information but um he's leaving pretty soon so uh we decided to do a little get together for him um at least at my brother's pad um tried to do our best to socially distance obviously you know did all our precautions in place you know obviously it was outdoors spread out mm-hmm. as best as we can but that was pretty good, you know. Um, he, he, we got to see a lot of people that you know we hadn't seen in a long time. You know, obviously everybody's doing their best to socially distance. So these people, legitimately, if I ain't seen them in six months, I haven't seen them in a year. So it's uh, pretty good to at least, um, you know, have been able to celebrate that. You know, send them off, um, you know, the proper way. He had a good time, and um, you know, just overall this weekend, actually, I've, it's been family. You know, I spent time with uh, Tune Day again. He actually got a new car, so we, I was actually chilling with him, helping him clean his whip up. That was pretty cool. I'm going to let him do the reveal. He didn't reveal his shit yet, so, mm. um, you know, uh, I was helping him clean his new whip up. And, you know, just uh, we chilled at the crib all weekend. Other than that, uh, I was in the pool, uh, brunching at, at the family spot up the crib, uh, up the block. 
He was just chilling in the back, brunching. But other than that, yeah, I mean, it was just a, another regular week. I feel like, you know, it's another summertime week with the, a little bit of quarantine, unfortunately, you know. But mm-hmm. that's kind of just been the, the mood of my summer so far. How about you, bro? Um, It was quite of an interesting week. I think for some reason, like, this week was very nostalgic in a way, like, in a good and bad way. Sometimes it was like, oh, I feel not good but the way i don't feel not good reminds me of a time in three four years ago when i also felt like this so it was kind of like in a way revisiting a lot of shit and but it was it, it ended up ultimately being good because it was like okay well there's things that maybe i didn't realize i needed to confront and now is the time to confront them and work through them so that was a little bit of personal growth there um again i just been honestly it's also been a really good week creatively just making music and not even giving any thought, but to just trying different shit out. So I guess in that way, it it, it was pretty rewarding to just kind of say, I'm freely making shit. I'm not giving any thought as to what goes, not what goes down, but how it comes out. If it sounds like that, then I'm gonna just rock with it and just lean into it, like no matter what. So I'm just coming up with more shit that I'm like, huh, like that's just really out there. So hmm. in, in that regard, it was a good week. Um, and also we did a, a little photo shoot on Sunday. Ruthie loves to to shoot and she loves nature. So like the quarantine for her, like that's that's what she whenever we can, like that's that's the thing that really uh, helps her get through this time. Because, you know, we all got to find different things that help us get through it. So mm-hmm. doing that, you know, it came out, you know, it's cool that the shots came out good. But that was a, a, a something interesting doing, like you said, throughout all of this, just trying to do something we normally do while trying to social distance keep our masks and you know we went into a public playground and there was there was a lot of people there luckily where we were at there weren't but just walking in and it that freaked me out like uh-huh. suddenly i'm like yo y'all you too close like back yeah, the fuck you're up. Too close, like, man. yo too close man <laughs> I'm like y'all are all standing like two, three feet from each other. I'm like measuring motherfuckers' distance between them, and I'm like, what the hell? Like, so I was just like blown away. Like, yo, people are really out here at the park, and then I'm like, I'm being a little hypocritical because I'm at the park, but it's like it, it was just crazy. So like mm-hmm. that was just such an odd thing about to, you know trying to find a sense of normalcy that you don't feel normal, or you're like, I, I don't, I can't normalize this. Like we were mm-hmm. saying in the uh, previous podcast. Yeah. No, I agree. It's it's like just so strange. Like, you know, when you you find yourself in those moments and, you know, th- it, unfortunately, that's kind of how I felt at the celebration. You know, you just kind of there with a lot of people. And, you know, although, although you've kind of come together for what you guys are deeming um, a good enough reason, at least to bring each other together, it's kind of like, uh, to be entirely honest, a lot of crazier things have happened that, you know, might have warranted bringing people together, but we decided not to. So. To me, like maybe at this point, obviously, we feel like we have an understanding. We feel like we're on the downset with phase two. We feel like, you know, like overall things are kind of returning to normal. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, they're kind of not. So it's just like, you know, I, I don't know. I, I definitely felt uncomfortable. If it wasn't for my brother, I definitely wouldn't have done it. But, you know, definitely, I mean, I guess I was happy to because, you know, for a moment in time, I felt like, yo, like this, this doesn't exist. Like, you know, we're not really in the yeah. middle of this pandemic, you know, Oh, I can go hit my boy up tomorrow. We hit up his crib. We just gonna chill in the crib. And you know what I mean? We could do whatever act like we didn't just come in contact with Lord knows how many different types of people. You know what I mean? Like I, I could just act as if none of this stuff happened, but at the end of the day, you can't, you just, you really don't know. And it sucks. Like, um, I, I, I don't know. Like at, at this point, I mean, you know, I, I don't know if I can ever go back to normal. You know, I, I know we kind of like talk about it and we joke, you know, before and off the the record. But like, you know, do you ever see yourself ever being in a situation where, OK, there's more than like four people. Like you're it's more than just you, Ruthie and maybe two other people. You know, are you going to feel OK? Like, or is it like, all right, back to F off of me? No, you know, like, honestly, let me get some space. <laughs> it's got to be like, I don't know. It can't be for the rest of the year. I'm sorry. Like, it's just there's no way like I'm going to feel 100 percent comfortable until like a, a vaccine comes out and motherfuckers is getting the vaccine for it. But mm-hmm. like until then, I'm always going to be like a little re- like distance in a way to it. And like depend, it would have to be like so. It would be like all right. The default would be no more than four people. So really, if, if I'm not hanging out with you and shy, that's it. 
or I'm not going to see my mom and my sister. That's it. And the only mm-hmm. exception I'll give is going to my dad's house, but there's four people that live there. So um, mm-hmm. outside of that, like, that's it. Like, I would just stick to those groups. And then, like, if you want something more than that, it's either got to be for, at this point, your birthday already passed, but it would have to be for Shy's birthday, my birthday, which I really don't want to do nothing crazy. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I can't think about my fucking birthday throughout all this. But if it's not one of those things, like, you're going to have a hard time convincing me or, or seeing me, actually seeing me go to a fucking a bar, a club whatever yeah oh man yeah that stuff it might be impossible for me i'm not to get me in a closed space right now might be impossible so like it really does suck because i really do feel like you know maybe these next two months max might be the only like i guess social gathering like any months those might be the last two months for the potential of social gatherings because after that i mean once it starts getting cold again nobody's gonna want to get together and yeah. that's going to be at the onset of the strongest, like, you know, contamination rate, probably, because everybody's sick in the winter. Everybody gets the cold. Everybody, you know, is feeling under the weather because of the change in temperatures. So, you know, nobody's going to want to be outside. And that's, I mean, you know, it's it's just crazy. You're you're entirely right. Like, I, I hope we can um at least get together one time. You know, it's definitely been a minute, you yeah. know, definitely with the proper precautions, obviously, with the spacing, we'll make that shit happen. But, um. I, at least to also comment on um some other shit um you were saying like I, I, it's honestly dope as hell that you getting back into your music bag and you know just like honestly overall I feel like I'm feeling inspired just in general by everybody doing their thing you know what I mean I seen those photos obviously that you and Ruthie I was like yo wow look at them shooting you know I even at the event on um on Saturday like a lot of people were you know hitting me up asking me yo you know what's up with you you know photography. You know, always going on with this, you know, old nice video that you did with at the uh, fax function. And I was just like, you know, wow. Like, you know, when you hear those things or, you know, yeah. people are communicating those things to you. Yeah, you see the vision. And it's just like, yo, what the fuck? Like, damn, I need to get back in my bag or at least anything that I am working on or, you know, that I got going that I need to make sure that, you know, I'm continuing to finish those projects or finish those endeavors and continuing to share it with people because people, you know, enjoy seeing those things or, you know, are just kind of like blow away, blown away by our talents. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got talents and, you know, are able to succeed in their different areas. You know, it's, it's really inspirational to see people do their thing. So, you know, just like hearing that obviously from you and then obviously, you know, my brother's success, a lot of them were giving speeches and saying things along similar lines. I definitely need to get back in my bag. Like that's, I feel like that's about to be, Something that I'm about to get back into, at least hopefully for the July, you know what I mean? With the month ending, June's ending, I'm about to get into my July bag and really just crank out content or something. Something. <laughs> something, something gonna happen. Yeah, something gonna happen. But maybe yeah. like some dope shit. Like if maybe if we got some dope ass listeners or some shit like that, because I've, I've fake been thinking about doing something dope like this in general, just. Like, cause I, I don't know. I feel like, you know, I, I love building. I'm a PC builder. So I love building. I've been thinking about just doing a building giveaway or some shit like that, but I don't oh, know shit. how I would do it like straight up, you know, just building. Oh, cause shit. you know, I, I got a lot of like computer components. So I was just like, I'll just, you know, I'll build a gaming rig and just literally give somebody a gaming rig. But I don't know how I would do that. You know, people always raffle yeah. things off, say like, hey, you got to follow retweet this or repost this. Yeah. I, I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to do it for us though. This is going to be pretty dope. Yeah, yo, oh shit! I like that. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Look at this. That shit live right. on the fire, right there, live on the fire. Boom. Boom. <laughs> so yeah. you listening? Hit us the fuck up. Mm-hmm. We'll figure out some way. Um, but okay, that's that's no, nah, that's that's really fucking cool. In all honesty, <laughs> oh um, no, no. <laughs> but yeah, all right. So let's get into the fucking docket for this week. Oh yeah, no facts. Let's get into the uh I guess the meat of the uh the the, the I don't know the discussion, I guess the meat of the discussion, I guess that's the same, but I was gonna yeah. say meat of the portions or the meat of the, the entrees, the the fucking course, <laughs> the meal course. I don't even know. <laughs> but um yeah, I mean I guess you know with this the opening topics that we were speaking about, we could just kind of like just get into the coronavirus update in general. Like we'll talk coronavirus. You know, so phase two is in full swing. New York City, obviously, um, has been an epicenter. 
you know, over the past couple of months. But, you know, obviously we've been on the the downside, you know, the numbers have kind of like stabilized. Our deaths, I guess, have decreased. I haven't been following it at least like I was on the onset of the virus. Shame on me. But at the same time, you know, it kind of just speaks to, you know, just what has, um, I guess, transpired in the media and in the news. Like, I just feel like it's, you know, death hasn't been the number one thing anymore because it literally hasn't been the number one thing. It's dropped down, hasn't been as aggressive as it was, at least to spread, things like that. Um, So, you know, when you look at everything going on now, you know, all these establishments, all these different businesses, they're trying to find different ways to, you know, socially distance, but get back into the swing of things. Like, I mean, I'm looking at Twitter footage and Instagram clips of Dykeman and, you know, Uptown. I'm not sure if I was looking at Harlem. I was seeing certain spots, even in Manhattan, like probably even downtown. It looked like LES, some shit, Chelsea. They got that outdoor Yeah, the outdoor seating, you know. And I know, like, that's been a thing. Like, they've been trying to make a push for that in general. But, bro, they got that shit looking like Miami strip, like a strip uh, strip in Miami. I just don't feel comfortable with that. Like, I really don't see the need, in all honesty, to go and eat during this time. Like, to me, that is not a pertinent thing. Like, I must, I have to go. I have to go to a restaurant. Like, to me, that is not within the top most, the top 25, top 50 things I could think of that I would need to do. Exactly. Not like if I really wanted the food, then I'd order it. Keep me safe first and foremost. And I don't have to, I could just be home. I'm already comfortable. Yeah, no, I entirely agree. Like, I think, you know, people are really forcing that button because, you know, you really think about it, too. Like, just the notion, you know, when you go to the motherfucking bars, like, you got to always inspect those forks. I'm always taking a look at my glass before I put, I don't even drink from a glass. Typically, I'm drinking from a straw. Like, that's how you go out. You, you, You enjoy time with your friends. You're drinking from a straw of some sort. You're not just drinking straight from the glass, and you shouldn't be. I hope nobody's doing that. Mm-hmm. Um. So, like, in a coronavirus or post-pandemic, like, how are you guys using force? What is it? Like, are they using plastic utensils and stuff? Like, are you kidding me? Like, I don't know. Would I even want to pay for that type of experience? What's the point of going out and putting yourselves at risk? Because you're really going to be trusting the cook in the back and the uh, um, the the dishwashers in the back to not be sick, to be properly disinfecting and cleaning all your utensils the proper way. Like, I mean, it's just, it, it's, it's way too much risk. It's absolutely way too much, absolutely way too much risk. Um, and, you know, I don't see myself like participating in anything like that. And I just feel like, you know, yeah. long-term health wise, like, you know, it's, it's literally a ticking time bomb. Like, I, I know they're like milking people for whatever economy they can get from it, I guess. I, I think that's obviously the intention here. They don't want all businesses to disappear. But the yep. government is just going to have to figure something out here because I'm telling you right now, like, people are going to get sick. It kind of just reminds me of just, you know, that last weekend. I felt like we went out before, um, you know, all this shit started happening. Yeah. Not, it, it just felt weird. And I just felt like the, you know, pe- like, they, the, the, it was so easy for you to get sick. Like, you just don't even realize. It don't even you matter. You feel like an ass. Talking. You feel like an ass. Yeah. Like we were trying our best to have fun, but you feel like an ass at the same time. Yeah. So if you're doing that and you don't feel like an ass, I don't know what the fuck going on. Yeah, like clearly you have to strange. feel like no one else is out here. Like I'm the mad only empty. one here. It's mm-hmm. mad empty. You know, people are wearing masks. Like it, it, the situation looks grim. Why would I try to sit there in this grim ass situation and not look at the absurdity of what I'm doing and being like, why am I out here? If nobody's out here, what am I doing? Like, it's not a good thing that you go to a popular restaurant. And you're the only one there. Usually that means something's wrong, right? If you go into a fucking nice fancy restaurant, you're the only one there in like peak hours, you'd be like, damn, either this shit is not good, it's a, a hidden gem, or this food is disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, what the hell? Like, I, yeah. So I guess, I mean, just overall, I mean, I just feel like, you know, the new, I guess, technique, if you want to call it a technique that they're trying to employ, it's just not really going to be effective. Like, I don't think it's going to really help because, you know, even if you are social, like spreading out the tables somewhat, I mean, the people at the tables are still on top of each other. The waiters are still coming in contact from table to table, even if they're wearing gloves and masks. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's not going to work. It's just not going to work, in my opinion. I mean, especially when you just look at the nation. I mean, the nation has already kind of given us the, what I would say, the evidence or the results of just what 
any kind of, I mean, I don't know if these states have employed maybe certain tactics that we've been employing, but at the end of the day, look, they've been reopening. So when you look at states like Arizona and Michigan, Texas, Florida, like those cases have all seen, like I said, I got the numbers right here and on some real shit, over 60% increase in COVID-19 infections over the past week. And overall, 26 different states have reported rises. So that's really crazy. Like, yeah. you really think about it. Like, and it's really just phase two. Not even these people have gotten to anything like a phase three or a phase four. So we're really just under unprecedented times. Like, when you really think about it, it's like, wow, like, you know, do we really see this thing ever letting up? And I'm just like, you know, I don't know. I'm like, really, I'm, I don't know. It's really grim sometimes. Like, I'm really just looking at this shit. I'm like, wow, it might never get back to normal. Is this going to just be the new normal? We're going to have to really adapt to not really being able to come in touch with each other. Yeah, for a good amount of time because it's just, uh, yeah, like you said, the the absurdity of the situation is so crazy. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, you know, it's just, I don't know, it's just hard for me to try to do something normal in this time. And I understand people's reasoning for doing so because, again, it's all unprecedented. So it's like a, you know it's basically you're dealing with trauma like this is a traumatic situation i have to suddenly be home out of nowhere because if not there's a high chance i could die people are dying left and right that's all i'm seeing on the news is death 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 Mm -hmm. and you're trying to work through that some people's ability to uh or or tendency to work through it is to to ignore push in the back of your mind and push on with life now imagine you being at home that's not normal to you so you're going to try to do the shit that's normal sometimes it's going outside trying to hang out with your friends you're just trying to forget about the shit other people are like no like me, we can't ignore this shit. But, you know, it's it's at the same time, I feel like it's just people responding to trauma in just crazy ways. And some of that mm-hmm. is, I'm going to try to be normal about this when that's not necessarily the right thing to do, but that's just somebody trying to say, like, yo, I, I'm going to freak out if I don't. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess, like, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, that's, I yeah. guess, our coronavirus update. <laughs> Fucking... At least that also kind of stems. You know what? That does stem into our next topic, which is the NBA's return. Because, you know, me, like many hopefuls, we were all excited. And I know you as well. You know, we we were somewhat hopeful for some form of an NBA return. And I don't know. I just don't see it happening no more, man. Like, or at least if it is going to return. It was 16 out of the 200 or 300 players, something like that. Yeah, had tested positive so far, I think. And the That's different just, I don't know, yo. I just like are, if they're gonna try like, to really do, are, are they still playing like but the and it's so crazy because these some of these players are still planning on playing. Like I actually just read an article. What is it? Spencer Dinwiddie. He tested positive. He's now not sure of playing just because he tested positive. And I'm not saying that just because he tested positive. Like I'm saying that literally as like, you know, I understand. Like, bro, I tested positive. Now I just don't even know no more, bro. Is it worth it? Do I want to yeah. test positive again? Do I want to like play Russian roulette with this virus because people do seem to forget that you can get sick but get sick again from it. Like, even if you're not getting sick by maybe most of the strains, there's different strains of it. So you might have gotten, like, a lesser strain and then you're maybe immune to certain strains of it. But I'm pretty sure there's more aggressive forms of COVID that you can get that will motherfucking tear you apart and kill you. Like, unfortunately, a lot of people have had to deal with, like, a lot of young people you know, and unfortunately, some of them are not compromised. It's you know, like I don't know. Look, do do your researches, and you'll see that this COVID shit is real. Yo, it's not people some hoax. talking about men turning sterile from getting this. What? That's yeah. That's, how that's do you? Scary. How do you? The, the I I don't know if it's true, but so I gotta find it. But they're talking about that the military is is if you ever had it and it they can pull up your medical record that you did have it, then you can't join the military. You can't join the military. I did hear something like that. They're still looking into um, if it has long-term effects for your lungs, like lung scarring or something. And I remember when it first came out, like that was a thing. Uh, Let me see. Let me see. See, I'm only seeing it on this military times. That don't sound right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like military times. Uh, I mean, I I definitely wouldn't like, I wouldn't like definitely, I wouldn't shy away from that idea. Like that idea sounds legitimate, you know, you know, viruses in general, like, you know, anything that damages, you think about it like this. If you light something on fire, it's burnt after this, like some burn damage or, you know, if you get hit really hard, you get bruised or you break a bone. Like there's usually a cause and effect. The idea of cause and effect is a universal law. Like that's, you know what I mean? Like that is always a thing. So, I mean. You know, you can only 
we're only going to be, time can only tell. Like, we're really... We don't know shit about this. Yeah, when you use that term, and that's why I'm I'm constantly tripping over my own words right here, because it's literally like, we're really in unprecedented times. I hate using the same term over and over, but it really is a situation that we just, this isn't some shit that I studied in social studies growing up. You know, a lot of these things that I feel like, you you know, historically, you have a moment in time where you could be like, oh yeah, well, this kind of happened before, so this is how we go about handling it. Or even with, crazy tragedy okay like you know shit i know the countries this is how countries decide to handle these routes like okay motherfucker you do this war is how this happens or unfortunately this is what happens okay economic you know war cyber war you know i don't know like all the different like reasonings and 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 the ways things like are like constantly responded to i usually feel like they have a historical um thing to point to i feel like with all the pandemics they don't really ever tell us exactly how they they. There's never really good like instruction or I don't want to say instruction or at least uh, reporting on how they exactly got out. They always say a lot of motherfuckers died and thankfully we're still here. Like that's typically yeah. what they always explain to us. So you know it's terrifying. It's it's scary as hell when you think about that, and then you know that you're living through one of those moments in time. Yeah, it's we're living through a major historical event. Like this shit is going to be in the textbooks. Our kids will learn about it, yeah. and our kids, kids, kids will learn about it. It's gonna, you know, depending on how we come out of this, it's still going to be significant. But it's just, yeah, I just, <laughs> and it's just to think. But and at the same time, there's been so many examples. There, there hasn't been quite an example like this, but there's been examples of pandemics. It's just the way we're reacting to it is just the crazy part. Like the way that we're not handling it is making it worse. That's the crazy part. Like it's we can we can prevent death to an extent. We can prevent the shit, and we did nothing to prevent. <laughs> we did nothing yeah. to slow it down. We reacted to it when it was already kind of too late, and now we're trying to push past it, not realizing how bad it is. Like it's so early in this, and we're so talking about you know on the good side a year for to date that we would get a vaccination. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it could be 18 it, months. Crazy. It could be two years. This shit could be incredibly complex that the world's best scientists have to take five years to make a vaccine. Yeah. They're just estimating people, it would take 18 to 24 months. Yeah, people hit 2021 and for some reason think that's like six months away. Nah, bro. Like 2021, I feel like when they say a year, they're being generous and thinking at the end of next year type of situation. Could be you that know, we really we really got to strap down and understand that you know there really might not be anyone coming to save us for a little while. Like that's typically how these things work, and you know we got to just do our best to you know keep healthy in these situations. And I you know I guess you know you don't want to like veer too far off the conversation, but you know at the end of the day, like you know although these players are still planning on playing, like you know can the NBA actually finish this season? You know, we look to like a Kyrie Irving and the the coalition, the Avery Bally's of the world. They're all obviously saying, hey, you know, we don't want to play. You know, we got to like look at them as like, you know, they have legitimate reasons now. And I feel like we obviously did say that before. Like, you know, these guys do have a legitimate argument when they say that they're unsure about the health concerns. But you're right. Like, especially when you don't know the like continuing health effects that might stem from it, you're really going to just openly allow people to come back into contact with you that you know have had the the virus at one point in time. You know, yeah. how dangerous is that? Can you contract it, you know, after the fact? Like, you know, what? how does that stuff work? You know, I, I don't well, know. Shit. And, so, you know, like, so how can they successfully finish the season if players are going to feel like this? You know, and, and what's going to be the threshold? Like, what there's, you know, and if they keep trying to push through it, and it, let's say if it happens where it's like, yo, somebody's getting that shit every week. Like, what's the threshold where it becomes, all right, the NBA's trying to really push this shit and it's not going to work? Like, is there a point that the players are going to be like, nah, we, we're not playing. Like, that's too many people. And the NBA's exactly. like, exactly. Like, is it going to get to that point? I hope not. I hope Adam Silver has the, you know, he seems like a very forward thinking commissioner. I think it would be the opposite. Like, yo, if like, I don't know, 20 people get it. Like, if it, the number jumps to 20, he's going to be like, nah, that's like a, one percent two percent or maybe he would look at the distribution like this why does this one team have more or if it's like one person on each team then it's he would be like nah this shit is gone i hope that's yeah. what i hope they don't try something like you know the shit we hear in florida that they're 
lowering the numbers so it doesn't look as bad. You know, you got Trump saying shit like that. Like, well, I'm not giving out tests because then the numbers are going to go up and it's going to make me look bad. So I hope the NBA <laughs> doesn't try some shit like that. So yeah, nah, it's um, it's definitely yeah. Like I, I, I don't know. I actually really don't know. Like, cause I mean, when you consider that, and you're right, like the players start setting out in general. Like, how does that affect the outcome of the season? You know, in general, like the playoffs, like the play in tournament. You know, obviously the whole point was to bring excitement back into the league. If people start having to sit out, like, I mean, then you're really still not going to get the answers that you wanted. Like, we're going to have a whole bunch of no-name talent being, like, just signed in to fill roster spots. You know, I'm, should I think I was reading something about Lou Will. Lou Will was talking about he was uncertain. Like, look at that, like, at that, Lou Williams not playing. How does that yeah. affect the Clippers? Or imagine if, like, a Paul George just says he don't want to play or something like that. Right, or, that clearly. You know, like, a big-name player or something, like, how does that affect how these players finish this season? Like, right. so, you know, like, I, I don't know. Paul was like, yo, I can't do it, yo. I got to think of my wife and kids. Suddenly, it was exactly. like, I got to think of my wife and kids. Everybody would be like, oh, <laughs> the season's yeah. done. The season's done, exactly. So, you know, I don't know. I feel like, you know, they definitely need to – um I don't know. They need to work up a little bit of a contingency. Like, you know, I feel like I've been hearing a lot of that uh, rumors around like, okay, you know, trying to find another plan. Adam Silver supposedly has been telling everybody that, no, this is it. This is the only plan. Like, we don't have anything to back us up. But, you know, especially when you look to Florida as one of the new hotspots, a place that's booming. Like, I feel like every single day in cases and unfortunately, you know, there's people passing away from it as well. Like, you know, do you really still look to that site as the go-to place to review the season, even though they have like Walt Disney? I understand you can kind of like block players off, but you're going to be somewhat allowing people to come in contact with people from the outside. I know you can leave that bubble. You know, I don't know. There's so many questions around this whole thing. Like, I don't know yeah. what, I don't well, know see, how it's, it's exper- like, We keep saying it's an experiment. Like no one, again, unprecedented, unprecedented, unprecedented is going to be the word throughout this entire coronavirus ordeal yeah unprecedented well i don't know we'll see how it works because we have no idea trying <clears> to start a sports league in the middle of all this shit yeah and this, so you know not the first but this is the first american one so it's just gonna be very interesting yeah it's gonna be mad it's just a freaking oh man i mean what else that happened last week freaking last week actually on june 23rd my ass went ahead and voted since I'm a Democratic Party oh, yeah, member, yeah. they have yeah. a Democratic Party uh, primary. Got that absentee so, ballot. <laughs> yeah, so that shit was, uh, was pretty cool. I mean, you know, the experience, you know, it's definitely always confusing, man. It always feels like the first time, I swear. Anytime I have to go vote, it's just, I don't know, it never gets more familiar. I don't know um, about you and how you feel about it, but, like, shit, I guess I actually kick off the conversation there. Like, do you have faith in the legal system like enough to vote like what's your like stance on um i flip flop like i understand like there's a lot of things like voting is just not going to solve and it's just kind of if it's faith it's it can't be faith in the immediate it has to be faith that okay what i'm doing now may begin to turn the wheel that will be later felt by the generation two generations three generations from now you can't think mm-hmm. that you are going to see that change. You just have to hope, like, all right, I hope what I'm doing is leading to something down the road. Like, you can't think it, it, it might happen in your lifetime, in all honesty, if you are going to have faith. Because if you might get disappointed, you know? Like, we're trying to get rid of systems that are 400, 500 years in, you know, that's a well-oiled cog machine that has all the contingencies in the world that we could think of and has spent that all that time just trying to subjugate different marginalized groups. So it's, politics is one of those things. So it's, it's just, you know, trying to make the system work for you is just, I think, one piece of the puzzle. So I don't know. I, I understand people who, do, who, who don't vote. Like, that's totally fine with me because there's a lot of times people are like, oh, well, not enough people vote. And I'm like, well, in the instance of Trump versus uh, Hillary, that wasn't true. Hillary won the popular vote. More people voted for Hillary by the widest margin in any presidential election. So it's not that people didn't go out to vote. And when you think about voting, and a lot of the times the voting numbers, you have to think about the voting methods. You know, like, I understand people don't vote because think about the gerrymander. Think about the shit that they're doing. Like, oh, suddenly uh, 
uh, four voting machines went down. So the only voting machine you could go to is a, an hour drive from you. But you have a million people going to that one. So what voting for you could have been 20 minutes now turns into I got to stand on this line for five hours. Those are things done to intentionally, you know, make you be like, fuck this. Test your patience. They don't. They want you to not vote. That's the whole thing. But people are voting. But you have to think about the average person who has resources to vote. You know, like somebody's working a nine to five, somebody's working a, a 10 to 10. They can't vote unless their job gives them a break to go vote. But if that voting line is five hours, they can't vote. That's somebody that could have mattered. But the only people who don't are, you know, elderly people and people who aren't working or people who are really flexible. And that tends to be, for the most part, uh, a, a lot of elderly people lean a little bit more Republican. So Republicans get a lot of those numbers because of voter suppression. Those are forms of voter suppression. So in that regard, it's like, I feel like, why am I voting? But at the same time, it's like, you know what? If this does work out, at least I could say I put up, you know, I cast a ballot in what I believe to be the right direction. Mm. Yeah, no, I mean, I guess I agree. I, I agree, I guess, generally with that, um, with, with the statement. And overall, like, you know, there is no way to completely have faith in the system where it's like, okay, I 100% believe in the idea of voting. Like me, I vote. I vote more now so because I understand that it starts like on the ground level like you know at least if I don't make sure that every single time on all of these voting days I'm showing up you know showing up at my local um booths local voting booths showing up for national voting um elections things like that that it's just not going to have the long term effect that it's going to need to have you know just like you said it probably won't happen in my lifetime or you know I won't see the the immediate change that first year or second year or even 30 or sometimes, but it's going to be something that I see, you know, maybe over decades or something like that. And, you know, unfortunately, it's because of the fact that people weren't voting before, you know, and, you know, now, at least with this mentality, I feel like at least if I carry it and I'm able to infect those around me or at least affect, you know, the people that I know that, you know, it could make some of what a change like, but I do agree with what you're saying. Like sometimes it, you know, does it actually make a difference? You know, you look at the lack of last election, you know, Hillary Clinton, she goes ahead and wins the popular vote, but still loses the election. What yeah. the hell was the point? Like, you know where I, I mean, and maybe I don't understand the political system enough. This is where, you know, shame on me. I do need to make sure to do that research. I understand that, you know, I don't think it's just the number of votes. Like, you know, obviously she can get an X amount of votes just overall. But, you know, it's just specifically the states that she wins. So she's not getting the votes where she needs them the most, which are in these swing states and things yeah. like that. You know, those are the states where, you know, what you're right. Like, they're probably going ahead and, you know, applying all these different forms of economic oppression, voter suppression, where they're not allowing, you know, people to properly vote. And, you know, when they're looking at these other guys where there's a lot of those naysayers or a lot of the people that are just up in the air of, oh, I don't know, my vote doesn't really matter. No, when you're in a swing state, your vote absolutely matters. That's where, you know, you 100% need to be voting. And I guess that's kind of why, like, you know, I make sure that I vote. And, you know, I don't know if that plays really into my faith in the legal system. You know what I'm saying? Like, my faith in the legal system is still in. Somewhat, I mean, I pray still for the change, just like I said, like in the later, you know, yeah. generations, like five years from now, 10 years from now, I hope that they're able to see that change or it shouldn't. And I mean, if I could see that change, absolutely. But, you know, I guess that kind of stems into just that second part of the conversation is that, you know, my person, regardless of my personal feelings of the voting system, that's kind of just why I thought it was important to vote. And, you know, I guess that question, I'm going to spin it back around to you eventually is just you know, the importance of voting in 2020 is just, you know, we're, you know, obviously in New York City, our votes probably don't matter. I'll be honest with you. I could vote for whoever I want. I could vote absolutely for the the other party. I could choose not to vote. And I'm telling you, every single time the um, Democratic, like, party nominee, whoever's that main guy is always going to win your state because it's New York City. Like, we're just a yeah. Democratic state. Like, that's always going to happen. Regardless, yeah. like, well, yeah, New York City is a Democratic portion of the city. I think New York's upper state might actually probably be more all Republican. Republican now. That shit is yeah. all, all Well, if Republican. you go out there, bro, that shit is fucking farmland. 
Yeah, pretty much. Like, it's really a different... It's not really New York City. And that's why people always say, yo, it's New York City versus New York State. Like, if you're not from New York City, you're not really from New York. Like, you're really from some different part of the country. Like The only people I, I would say are different <laughs> is Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo. Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo and Albany. Albany. Some Albany people for the yeah, most part. Yeah, Albany is definitely different as well, too. I mean, Albany is... Uh, you know, you got a lot of the hood out there. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Like, you know, when I was out there, I definitely seen some things. But... um. Yeah, man, like when you just consider that notion that, okay, if you're in one of these swing states, you don't want to get infected with the mindset that, oh, my vote doesn't matter because your vote absolutely does matter. And your votes are the ones that influence the gener- um the elections. Yep. So we need those people in those states to not be suppressed. You know, we got to do our best at least to, you know, intervene however we can. And, you know, obviously, you know, for us, it might be on the small end. You know, we could only donate so much. We could only be so vocal. But obviously, you know, celebrities in those neighborhoods and, you know, all the influential people that have all these platforms to make these change, you know, you need to be in those communities and be in those neighborhoods and be in those states that are winning and losing people elections and making sure that as like that we're heard, like and that, you know, your campaign is heard and that, you know, you're giving these people hope because shit, that's how Obama did it. He got all the young people from every fucking state and they all voted for him. That's literally what happened. Like, and that's what we got to do. Like, that's what the new candidates got to do. And, you know, unfortunately, I feel like, you know, with Biden, it, it's just, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not feeling, I don't really, I'm just not really feeling it. It sucks. Like, we really do have, like, two shitty-ass candidates. Yeah. That's what I really feel like it's going to. Party system. Here's a bag of shit. Here's a, a bag of shit with a little less shit in it, though. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, and that's, yeah, system. it's really. That's what's the most disappointing thing. You only have two mm-hmm. options. You know, there's no legitimate way for third party people to to rise up. And unfortunately, a lot of the times like you're condemned, you know, you're not going to get the funding. You're not going to get any backing because you don't fall in the two party system. You always end up either getting like, uh, you know, you do get a lot of progressive people. Most of the time you get like right wing people who maybe think a slightly progressively on economics or think even worse than economics. So they're like, well, I'm not really a Republican. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I don't know. It's weird. So that's my, yeah, that's to me, that's the biggest thing that I hate. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I guess, you know, that's like, that's, and that's probably just the general consensus overall. Like, a lot of people probably feel that. But I guess, like, I don't know, like, you know, like, I guess, I don't know if it's putting you on the spot. Like, do you think, like, voting, are you voting in 2020? Like, I don't even know. Are you ready? Yeah, like, I don't, I, obviously, I, I, I guess that admits, I admit on pod that. What am I a vote a registered Democrat? Because I guess that's the only reason why you were voting then last week. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a yeah, I'm a registered Democrat. Uh, oh, okay. The fuck was I saying? Uh mm-hmm. yeah, I I for my thing, I, I I did research. I made sure like I knew who I was voting for, at least to try to see what was going on. Um mm-hmm. I didn't like like the people who won, I was like, okay, like I'm not too happy with it because they either like you know i haven't seen like defunding of police stuff from them so i'm like okay like you know either with the shit or not um it's interesting seeing like for my district i'm like ny14 or something because i'm, I'm mm-hmm. kings county or something is what they i don't know what's the exact but got, got you uh, listed as. it was a, a quite a bit a lot of black people so oh, I was like, wow. So I was like, oh, okay. You know, I like to see obviously people running, uh, uh, being representative for a county, be indicative of the people that live in the county. You know, I don't want no fucking random white man <laughs> like, running for Congress. <laughs> gonna, my yeah. I don't know to, anything about this shit. Trying to run your town, yeah, and then you're not even from there. You're part of the gentrifying club that right. wants to kind of just change up your your neighborhood and you know where you're from. Now that's dope though. That's that's pretty. That's good to hear. At least, you know, we're all doing our part. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got to start somewhere. You know, just vote in your local elections. Trust me, you'll end up seeing some familiar faces because it might even be people you know trying to get into office and trying to make change in your neighborhood. So, you know, just go in there and just, you know, give your votes. Give your votes. Yeah. Um, And you'll see the more effective change you will see will be with these people. You will see more change based on the person uh, in these local elections and you will at higher levels because, you know, there's just way more things they need to worry about before it trickles down to us. You know, mm-hmm. um, so these are the these are the people that matter. You know, you'll, that, that's the one that'll be, oh, suddenly there are more cops in this block. You know, suddenly this, oh, this, uh, you know, 
that that mm-hmm. was stuff you'll see the difference in the neighborhood immediately maybe not immediately mm-hmm. but you'll see more of a change in your own neighborhood with those people so yeah like you said mm-hmm. just vote you know <laughs> that's it. yeah that's it on that fucking um recently i mean dave Chappelle, he actually did the comedy special i don't remember right. the name of it i think what was it eight minutes and yeah 46 seconds Eight minutes and forty six seconds. I think that was the actual name of it. Dropped it on YouTube. We never got to talk about it on here, but I actually loved it, man. I thought it was a a really dope special. Um, and you know, I, before I get into my takeaways, I actually wanted to ask, like, you know, what did you think about it? You know, overall, and I guess wanted to get your ideas of takeaways. You know, what did you take away from it? And um, then I guess I guess I'll follow. Um, After you go ahead and drop your knowledge. It wasn't really a special. It was just him talking about it. So, like, I wasn't disappointed by that fact. But I was like, you know, comedy special. I expected coming in laughing. I wasn't disappointed with what I walked away with. But I was like, okay, this was just his thoughts on it. Um, yeah, it was just like a little bit of jokes here and there. But I was fine with ev- everything that was the way it was presented. You know, like the absurdity of the situation. Like, you know, I think Dave Chappelle is an all-time comic or somebody that can navigate these challenging situations with a certain amount of, you know, levity. And be able to actually, you know, come across him like, all right, that was genuine, or at least, you know, sound genuine in how he's talking. Um, and for the most part, he usually is as genuine as could be on the stage. Um, so him just kind of, and, you know, it was very interesting. His point of view was just purely like, these are the things that matter to me directly because they tie to me. 846, he said he was born in 846. Uh, he said Kobe died on 824 on his, uh, uh, that was his birthday. I don't know. What did he say? That was his birthday? Oh, no, he wore so. 824, like that. but yeah, and was, that's his birthday. So, you know, that's that's what it was about to him. That's why he felt the way he felt about those things. Because he was like, these are numbers significant to me, and suddenly they're all around me. So he's just kind of like, you know, reeling with that fact. Um, it was interesting. You know, I, I generally know where he stand, stood, or I hope to know where he stood for the most part. So I wasn't surprised by anything he said. You know, I, I applaud him for what he said about saying, listen, I, I know I'm a celebrity, but y'all don't need to hear what I say. Folks is doing the work. I'm going to let them do the work. You know, like, I, I'm not going to get in y'all way. I support y'all 100%, but y'all are doing the work. Go do the work. Like, you know, like, I'm not, you know, what am I going to do? What My words are going to mean nothing. So he's just like, go out, do that work. So I respect yeah. that, you know, like, we're, everybody's clamoring for celebrity responses and these people are just letting us down time and time again. They ain't letting me down because I didn't have no fucking faith in them in the first place. So that's and then that's another issue. Stop fucking looking to celebrities for some holy deity of an opinion that's gonna be like, oh, this is why I love them. Like they're fucking humans too, for better or worse. They're gonna say some dumb shit. You're gonna be disappointed. So yeah. I don't I don't have no fucking expectations. You never know. Anybody can say the wrong shit anytime because you don't know who the fuck they are. So, you know, in his case, it was just like, okay, that was that was cool to hear. You know, like that. He's just like, listen, I I know my place. That's what I wanted to hear from people. Either you supporting and tweeting the movement, but don't make it about yourself. You could be like, mm-hmm. I donated to here. Here, if y'all want to donate. Yeah. So, but yeah, I I enjoyed it, to say the least. Yeah. What about no, you? That's, I mean, I mean, I guess I I kind of just resonate with a lot of what you said. I mean, I generally enjoyed it. Um, you know, like you said, I don't think it was really a special. It kind of just felt. I mean, I guess it is going to be a special because it's going to definitely be like iconic, I guess, in his career because people are going to be like, yo, remember when he did, you know, that comedy special in the wake of George Floyd's um, death? Um, And I I feel like, you know, just like you said, he it was funny in certain ways, but it came off as it's obviously extremely serious. That's the way he wanted it to come off because he kind of gives his insight and his reflection just overall on the whole situation, the state of affairs of America the significance of not only George Floyd's death to him, you know, just the traumas of 2020 in general, the situation. I just felt like in a way, it's like almost like he was speaking in code in certain ways, certain things he was saying. And I I mean, not really in code where it was like, oh, wow, like, you know, you really got to decipher what he's saying. It's kind of like straight up, but, you know, he's really just addressing just the state of affairs. And it's just, you know, it really is a, like a note, like an ode to just like, you know, really just like take a look at, you know, the state of the world and like, yo, holy shit, like, yo, we're never going to be the same. Like, I feel like I got a lot of that from it. And, you know, I kind of just agree. Like, I kind of agree with that statement. And, 
you know, like the whole notion of like celebrities, celebrities needing to be vocal. Like I feel like people always asking, you know, you know, and I know he joked about it. What did he say? Who gives a fuck what Ja Rule thinks? But, you know, yeah. who really like cares? Like nobody's asking all these um, celebrities to say a thing. And I know we've been very, very vocal about it, you know, and obviously we even had a, a, a similar kind of conversation. And I know shit, you, you honestly fucking cleared it up perfect before the podcast for me but the similar situation the last week when you consider no name when he, she was calling for more vocalism from celebrities and then you look at j cole you know he picks up the shoe puts it on and you know like decides to respond to no name rather than you know addressing the situation directly or like kind of like dave Chappelle is doing which is you know at least giving like being direct with the situation more so than being personal and trying to personalize the situation. People mm-hmm. call for Dave Chappelle to make a statement. And what does Dave Chappelle say? He says, look, I stand with the protesters. I'm out here doing, you know, whatever, whatever I'm doing, you know, and I'm letting them do the work because you know what, to be honest, not only do I not know what to say, but to be honest, you guys are speaking more for me right now than I could ever do. There's nothing else that I could do to really, you know what I'm saying? This is y'all fight. This is y'all movement. I'm going to let you guys do the work. You know, J. Cole could have been on that time and he went on some other entire route. So it just kind of like shows you, I don't want to say, I, I mean, I don't, I mean, I guess I can say, but yeah, it just shows you just the legend in it. Like just, yo, like Dave is just, he's more prestige. He's more just like, yo, he's more just of a, I don't even want to say, because it's not really class, you know, you don't want to over praise somebody, but it just shows that somebody that just got like a common sense through, you know, somebody like a, that's an OG to not only the movement, but an OG to the game, OG to just black culture and just what it means to just be a wiser person. Like, bro, you know, you don't need to be on that other type of time. You know, you can just really say something, but say something the right way without like feather, like roughing everybody's feathers. But you don't got to be direct to anyone or piss anybody off. Dave was really, really good at doing that. And you know, I don't know that that's one of the biggest takeaways. It just showed me how good of a speaker Dave is like, you know, and I, I don't I forgot where I was hearing this, but somebody said something really good where it was like, you know, Dave's last couple specials, like, yeah, they were like joke filled, but it, he does a lot of talking now more so than yeah. just telling jokes. Like he does a lot of speaking, like he's really like evolved his ability to tell jokes and really sell out crowds and do sell out type of uh, Netflix premieres, streaming specials, where it's kind of like, you know, he's just talking and he's like kind of like just allowing us to relate to him. He's kind of just like relating stories to us, conveying stories to us and allowing us to absorb them and take them in. And just with like, I feel like, you know, you come away from him speaking, just thinking about things a little bit differently. And I was just like, man, you know, shout out Dave Chappelle. Like that shit really, I, I fucked with it. I definitely liked it a lot. Yeah. It was, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I think it was concise. Um, you could feel his pain. You know, you could hear that he was, you know, he's genuinely upset about this shit. Um, mm-hmm. It rubs him the wrong way. You know, I'm, yeah, he's been somebody that, you know, obviously his jokes are always about, for the most part, his experiences as a black man. So he, again, here he is talking about the same shit he's always talking about, you know, his experiences. But now it's like, listen, I got to deal with this shit again. Like I was dealing with this shit my entire life. Like, so he's just, you know, somebody who's older talking about it with a, lo- a lot more uh, aggression, you know, and saying like, I've, I've seen this throughout history and here we are again, you know, mm-hmm. like it does not end. So he's just fucking pissed. Um, but yeah, I feel like he's quite possibly one of like five comedians who could do something like that, just evolve and just, you know what? I'm going to tell less jokes, maybe not unintentionally, but you know, I'm just, I'm, I might weave in and out of them, but I'm just here to kind of give you my thoughts. Yeah. But no, he, he's, he's like the way he tells or the way he speaks, like you were saying, he's, he's a good orator, but he's a captivating orator. So, you know, you're going to listen and sit and hear what he has to say. He makes yeah. you listen and hear what he has to say. Oh, that's a fact. No, that's really a fact. Like, you know, you just kind of want to sit down and listen. And, you know, I, I thank uh, Dave Chappelle for that special. You know, shit, keep the, keep, keep the good content coming. Um, yeah. Shit. But other than that, I mean, what else happened this past weekend? So, I mean, this past weekend, I don't know if you saw, I mean, unfortunately, it became a little bit of a talking point. But this uh, dude, Kanye West, fucking did a gap deal. So, shit, like, he got a... Nigga was calling it West Day Ever. Yeah, there we go. West Day Ever. 
That's funny. And he did a gap deal with 10 years with Gap. And then I saw in. that. I just saw the 10 year <laughs> deal with Gap. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, man. Like, yo, oh, I'm like, yo, yo, 10 year deal with Gap. He had Gap's fucking stocks go up 40% that day. That's crazy. I'm not going to lie, man. Yo, for all the hate the dude gets, I mean, look, he did. I guess he did what he wanted, but I don't know. Is it at the cost? Like, you know, you always say, like, you know, at what cost? You know, yeah. was the cost worth it? You know, Kanye definitely has become one of the most polarizing figures, definitely in my life. Like, you know, yeah, because he, he was such a good influence on me. At one point, I felt like I was like, bro, there's no, there's no wrong this dude can do. And you know, obviously, you learn to separate the person from you know their antics sometimes, or not really their person from the antics, but you know, not at least. Like, you know, definitely whatever vision you have of them, don't make it seem like they can't do any wrong. You know what yeah. I mean? So you, you definitely don't want to, like, separate, I guess, the person in that regard. Like, obviously still understand, like, yo, look, he's making these decisions to sometimes be an asshole to, you know, get his, his shit done. And, I mean, you know, it's crazy to really take a step back and look, but also be able to say, like, yo, damn, this motherfucker did everything he said he wanted to do. He's doing it. Yeah. Like, shit is crazy. I mean, it's wild, though. He's really selling a hoodie for, like, $60 that has no pockets. This has no pockets on it. It's called the perfect hoodie or something like that? Yeah, I was like, oh, man. I'm like, bro, that's, a, pullo- that's a pullover sweater, crew neck sweater. It's like a pullover sweater shirt or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> with a hood. I'm not going to lie. I fuck with it, though. I would it's wear cool, it. It's cool, but like, it's just, like, like $60? Nigga, damn. Yeah, 60 is bread. It sucks, man. But you know, I'm not gonna be. I'll be entirely honest, though. For a, a, a male's hoodie, that's not that bad. I've played some nah, yeah. prices for a male's hoodie. Some hoodie, yeah. Because the yeah. But I want to know if what's the comfort level. If it's a, a really good comfort level, then I would totally get. I understand that why it's sixty. Yeah, I, I actually fuck with his clothing. I feel like he uses. I, I don't know. I do think he uses very generic brands for his clothing. Like I don't think he uses anything of super high quality. Maybe for upper class Yeezy items, but for a lot of his general clothing items that are like under a hundred dollars to grab, uh, I mean they're generally comfort comfortable. Like I mean I have like you know some of his like tour hoodies, and I feel like they're not like woolly or you know after multiple washes they don't feel like shit. They still feel pretty good, you know. So. I uh I don't know. I mean I, I mean I don't know. If, if it's towards a good cause, I'll definitely support. I mean he seems to be on a good tip right now. I don't know. I'm hearing all these things. They say he was a Tachi for the Kanoha Village <laughs> under wraps. I don't know, man. Yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know what to believe no more, <laughs> oh, man. You know the man. internet's filled with fake notes. I know. So like, I, he just gets yeah, you know what's crazy? Like, he gets such a redemption arc. Like, and no one else has gone as crazy as he had, and and, and have people still be on his side and be like, nah, you know, like uh, he, he's doing it for a different reason. Like Britney yeah. Spears went crazy, or like uh, you know anybody else goes crazy, and everyone's like, well, they're done, they're toast. But I don't know why. Yeah. But he, people just want him to be good. Like I just yeah, never they, they seen him to be good. <laughs> People stand the shit out of Kanye and will justify so much shit. And I was just like, this is crazy. Like I just never yeah. seen this before. Except when maybe like Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. People just you know, nah, she could never do wrong. What? What? Beyonce? Nah, nah. nah but I mean, I guess, yeah. I, I truly I mean, I definitely I'm at the point where it's kind of like, you know, I kind of support what he represents, unfortunately, to some black people, regardless of just, you know, regardless of just who he is, because I know a lot of people don't support the person that is Kanye, but he really is, unfortunately, one of the people that just represent a lot of hope, I guess, for black people. Just, yo, look, he breaks through a lot of barriers. He creates a lot of change. He's done a lot of phenomenal things. Just, like, as far as, like, a black man becoming a really, really successful motherfucker, like, I, I just don't know how else to really put it. You know, whether or not, if that's your thing, like, then Kanye is definitely going to be, like, someone of significance, at least in your lifetime. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nigga went from producer to making clothing, got a supermodel girl, and shit, now he's creating a true, like, legacy. Shit, I'm saying he's looking, he's tweeting out some shit that Kim Kardashian's a billionaire. That's probably cap. But, I mean, <laughs> look, like, the fact that he's been able to even grow her brand to that point, too, because, I mean, it's definitely some of her work, but. I mean, Kim Kardashian, like, blew the fuck up after, like, getting with Ye. So I feel like just, you know, their antics of just being together and them being able to just work together and just, like, rewrite the narratives sometimes around them. Just like you said, like, and create standships because that motherfuckers got stands. Like, it's yeah. crazy. Like, 
I don't know. You got you know you got to tip your hat to him, man. That stand shit is crazy. But yeah, shit. Yeah, nah, that shit is definitely definitely crazy. Um, I mean, what else happened last week? I know the BET Awards shit that that went on yesterday. I mean, I didn't fucking. I didn't. I ain't watch that shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not on no award shows no more. But yeah. I'm not gonna lie, the budgeting for it did look pretty cool. Like I, I was looking at Meg Thee Stallion's performance. That shit looked like pretty dope. Like. Some of the, I guess, I don't know if like they had to like film it. I don't know if that was a green screen or what, but that should look like legit, like dancers. Like they filmed it in the desert, almost looked like they were on like scaffoldings doing some like social distancing, of course, but they look like they definitely tried to do their best to present a virtual show. So I probably have to go give it a a spin and just see some, uh, some different performances from some acts that I might care about. I don't yeah. really care too much about the new age, but yeah, I mean, it's good to try and see them do something positive, especially in light of like Black Lives Matter. They were trying to highlight that stuff. So, you know, I'm always there to support things like that. So if I could support, I'm going to go give them one of my views. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Shit. Um, fucking, I forgot actually tonight, I think uh, Fab and Jadakiss are doing the versus battle. I so. know, yeah. Yeah, they're doing their versus battle right now. I don't know the timeline sitting here. Jack and that Jada kiss. They say, yo, you can't outstreet Jada. That's a fact. I hope D-block. I don't know if Fab is trying to do that. I'm D block. I don't know yo. if he can do that. I don't know if Fab could do that. He gotta chill. He gotta outlove him. Like he gotta do a bunch of like R and B tracks. R and B, son. And then and, and then Jada's gonna put throwback on. And then that's it. It's over. And that's it. Yo, nothing's gonna touch throwback. Oh my god. Yo, that's that's gonna be a sick versus. Who do you think you got? You going D block all the way? It's D block, man. I, I yeah. <laughs> that's his alter ego. He can't. Yeah, he can't not go Jada. I love Jada so much. Yo, he's just not. Yeah, I, come on. I don't know. I think yeah, and I would say probably Fab has had better records in the sense that like they've blown up and they've yeah they've even gone to like a national level. And Jada's had that to an extent. But as far as like straight rapping, rapping, that it's it's Jadakus. It's just <laughs> yeah, nah, yeah, it's not even close. Like Jada is definitely the the superior rapper. I feel like I have at Fab as the better overall artist. Definitely, definitely the better commercial artist. Like he was more commercially successful, just kind of like you noted. Um, but yeah, in a versus battle, who's gonna ring off the hardest? Probably, probably Jadakus. Actually, yeah. Because, I mean, you know, yeah, if you play radio hits, you might have a lot of people singing He's or whatever. He's responsible for the Lil Wayne song, Pop Bottles. He is the one that said, starve with straight shots and then pop bottles. And they took it oh, and shit. made it a song. Oh, shit. I actually didn't even know that. That's crazy. He's the one who said it. He says it on Put Your Hands Up. Starve with straight <laughs> shots and then pop bottles. Crazy. Yeah, my son, Jake, like it's mad influential. The influential, influential. king. You hear yeah. that laugh, you're like, oh, yeah. We about to get a hot, Shit. hot verse. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking yo, versus versus. I mean, it's been a good run for versus actually. Because you know what? Um, I don't know if you. I don't even know. If, did we talk about this last week? But the Alicia Keys versus John Legend. I don't know if you we talked about that versus. No, I didn't. I didn't. No, I we didn't. I did see a little bit of it, but I mean, I didn't yeah. see a little uh-huh. bit. It was I, amazing. I heard. I heard people talking about it. How? What did you think of it? Nah, yeah, it was. It was good. I, I was a big, big, big fan of just like. This John the music, bro. Oh like, man, John yeah. Legend. I yeah. love both and of them. It's a tough one. Yeah, nah, it was it was like I, I feel like honestly, they were just really more of performing together than it was versing because I mean I think Alicia Keys is definitely the better perform like not performing artist, but the better like artist as far as like her career has shown. Like she literally has so many fucking hits. And yeah. she put it on display definitely in the verses. It was like, yo, well shit, I forgot she was on that or you know, you hear that, and you know, Shy's singing at the top of her lungs, and I'm like, yo, oh man, like, yo, that shit is the throwback track. Like, yeah. it really brings me back to that time when I was that age and that grade. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I really was like blown away just as just just that like her track record and just the work that she's put in. Even John Legend, a lot of that shit in this like you know the old school get lifted. Seeing that influence of Kanye West, man, that dude used to be all over his production at the start. And pretty much all his production, a lot of his big, big tracks that have been commercially successful, you know, have a lot of Kanye influence. So seeing that was dope. And um, just seeing that, I mean, even that shit, he was relating a little bit conversationally um, to Kanye. And sometimes just tying him into conversation. It was just dope to see that conversation and just how he still views him and 
I don't know. A lot of sometimes the just the other optics of Kanye West come from his friends, and they will mention it. So that shit is pretty dope to see. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they had a lot of nice like duet performances, like where they would like perform a song together. Like John Legend would be on the keys, Alicia would sing, or vice versa. And yeah, it was just dope, man. It was really, really dope. I fucked with the verses. If I had to score it though, definitely got to give it to Alicia. She she probably out edged them a little bit. But, yo, that first John Legend album was crazy because I was yay produced. I'm pretty sure a lot of them tracks was exactly, and those were yeah. all hits. Good and I was music. like, yo, this shit is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but then yeah, Alicia nah, got hits amazing. too, and Ye gave her some shit too. I, I forgot yeah, exactly. Ye gave her um 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 you don't know my name. I forgot that was a Ye. you don't know my name. Yep. Yeah, nah, that shit is crazy, man. Ye's yo, his production credit go incre- incredibly stupid. Like when you really just start to sit back, or you allow people to kind of like reveal it themselves and it's like just kind of give him the credit and say oh yeah nah yeah mine or yeah this and I'm like man like you know he's he's really definitely just one of my favorite like yeah. producing artists or song making artists rapping producers like all of that dude is a is definitely a fucking uh phenomenon in himself yeah, yeah. I, I, that's just nuts <laughs> yeah oh man but shit other than that that is all on my docket. My docket is is spurred up because it's been a slow ass week, crazy slow ass week, man. Yeah, Nothing crazy going on. It's still Black Lives Matter in these streets. We protesting. I drove actually. You know what? I drove over the uh, Black Lives Matter mural. They got one on Bay Street on Staten Island. I was wow. driving over that shit, man. It's over some fucked up, paved, like unpaved road, <laughs> like. Like, what's going to happen when y'all need to pave the road unless you're pretty much saying you're never going to pave the road? This is what, like, you guys this think is what y'all get. Black Lives Matter. Like, this is what you feel like we should have been painted on. The shitty piece of road that would never be paved on again. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Like, uh, I don't understand, man, this world. Fuck that. Yeah. But, but all right, then. So thank y'all for tuning in and listening. Thank you for rocking with us, episode 16. Please stay safe. Practice that social distancing. You already know what the fuck's going on. And it's starting to get hot. So please find a way to for yourselves to cool down. And the next time we tune in, it'll be after July uh, Independence Day. So I'm calling it Fuck America Day. But I'll say it in advance. Happy whatever. Happy July 4th. <laughs> yeah. Right. So happy, happy July 4th. Or do whatever. I guess if you're staying home, do the thing. If you're not... You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know. Shit, what are you doing July 4th? You're just chilling in the crib, right? Just That's chilling it. in the crib. I'm going to cook wings and burgers or something else, uh, and then we'll get beer. Yeah, shit. I'll probably be cribbing it, but if not, up the street, like usual, yeah. poolside, Bev in hand. <laughs> That's it. I don't know.